Welcome to Rex Factor. This week, the grand final results. With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Hello! Aloha! And uh, welcome to Rex Factor, and it's it's the end. It's over. It's the grand final results. We reviewed all the kings and queens of England, from Alfred the Great to Elizabeth II. Mm-hmm. We had 18 monarchs in the playoffs, so we whittled them down to the grand three. The final big three. Alfred the Great, Henry yeah. II. Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I. Uh, we... Relieved ourselves of uh, the uh, responsibility of voting. Okay. We left it entirely in the public hands. Yes. Um, again, every time we have these experiments of democracy, I'm not entirely sure whether the correct result will come through. Exactly. We're benevolent dictators, Graham. We think we should stick to our guns, but anyway, anyway the result's here. It is, but of course, it being that the uh, results, we're not just going to tell you them straight away. No, we wouldn't want that. We're going to prevaricate and procrastinate and do mm-hmm. everything we can to ramp up the tension. Okay. Now, one thing we haven't been plugging quite as much uh, is the Dynasty Survey. Yeah, that's been simmering away. Simmering away throughout, because we wanted to test that the survey actually worked before yeah. we got started in the playoffs. So we did one. Basically just asked people what their favourite dynasties were. Yes. So we laid out ten, asked them to vote. That's been open throughout the playoff period. It's been quite well received. And we can now reveal the results of that, along with some comments that people have made about said dynasties along the way. Yeah, so this is going to be an informed decision, because everyone's heard all of the dynasties, and then they decide. Exactly. So, here are the results for the dynasty survey. Not the broker. In tenth place... Mm -hmm. With six votes. Can I guess? Oh, you, you can have a go. Sax Covo Gotha. No, <laughs> controversially, Sax Covo Gotha I didn't include. Oh, we've oh, oh, gone straight for, the, uh, straight for the issue. On the basis that there's only one okay. person in right. it, I thought yeah. it'd be odd having one yeah. man dynasty. Yeah. In tenth place with six votes, 1.38% of the total mm. is the House of Lancaster. Uh, remind us. Henry IV, Henry V, Henry VI. Yeah. So Lancaster and York technically are mm. still Plantagenets, but I thought to mm. stop the Plantagenets being too ridiculously big, yeah, split them up. Okay, and it didn't do well? It didn't go so well for the Lancastrians. Okay. We just got one comment from somebody who said, I was born on the west side of the Pennines. Uh, ninth place. Yep. With eight votes. Windsors. 1.83%. One, 1. Sorry? Windsors. No, it was the Normans. Wow. William the Conqueror, William Rufus, Henry I and Stephen. Wow. Didn't win the hearts and minds of the public. No, okay. okay. Uh, just one comment, and mm. of course, it could only be one comment. Mm-hmm. By the holy face of oh, Luke. Of course. By the holy face of Luke, I can't believe it. Eighth um, place. Yes. Windsor. That's correct. Ah! The Windsors came uh, eighth with 13 votes, 2.98%. Mm. I'm not sure if technically that's treason by people for not voting <laughs> them greater number. Yeah. Let's say it is. It's fun. Uh, ben Jameson said that they reigned over and did reign over much of what we recognise now or had a significant impact on the world today. Mm, true, yeah. Joint sixth place. So we've right, got two dynasties yeah. level here. Mm-hmm. Have a little go at that. Saskoburg Gotha? Still not in it. Still not in it, okay. Um, House of York. 
Yes, York is really? one of them, and the others are the Vikings. Oh, I would never guess that. I forgot yeah. about the Vikings. Yeah. They both got 18 votes, which is 4.13%. Mm. Uh, quite a few comments about the Vikings. One person saying, my grand's going to kill me for voting against family, Stuart, <laughs> and for the bloody Vikings. But I've got a soft spot for Sven Forkbeard, and that sea battle was legendary. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. As one half of the Saga Thing podcast, I'd be remiss if I didn't cast a vote for the tide thought in Canute, or at least the wet ankle Canute, <laughs> his squabbling sons and his double-bearded dad. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's some heritage there, isn't it? That's brilliant. And uh, finally, one person simply said, Vikings! And he makes a good point, that doesn't is she? A good point. Yeah. 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 And for the Yorkist, somebody mm. said, I love Richard III. Yeah, of course, of course. So, Ricardian's yeah. bringing in a bit of votes. Fifth place. Um, now, I'm putting it out You're there. You're running out now, aren't you? No, <laughs> no, I, I, I reckon that they haven't been as popular as we thought. Okay. Tudors. Hanoverians. Oh. Okay. So that's George's one to four, William the Fourth, Victoria, I'm and I. Surprised! I thought they'd do lots better. the seventh in there. They got twenty votes. Right. It's four point five nine percent. Burnt from Germany said I was all, always interested in Victoria, but since the episode on William the Fourth, these two are the monarchs, and therefore the Hanoverians, which interest me the most. Mm, okay. Two right. Rex Factor winners, of course. Yeah. From the Hanoverians. Uh, another person said, I'm from America, so this is one of the most prominent dynasties in American history. Also, if George III can't get the Rex Factor, I hope he at least has the best dynasty. Bad luck. Bad luck, he didn't quite manage it. Okay, I've got the next one. Okay, so fourth place. So fourth place, actually, thinking about it, I was probably wrong about the Tudors, they're probably the most popular. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go Stuarts. Correct. Really? You Why are correct. very good at this. It's only taken four years. <laughs> uh, they got 47 votes. Yeah. 10.78%. Uh, a uh, few comments here. Just the most fun, especially James I and Charles II. And uh, so many great characters around at the time, like mm-hmm. Samuel Pepys. Political history of the king against parliament. The restoration, Protestant succession, act of union. Uh, the religious quarrels of both Protestant and Catholic radicals almost continuously eager to kill the king. Yeah, that's fun. Civil wars, gunpowder plots, revolutions, what more can you ask mm-hmm. for? Uh, the formation of the United Kingdom. Did they mention the Great Fire in that list? Uh, gunpowder plots? No, we haven't said that. No, yeah. Nobody said the Great yeah. Fire, actually, but that's another one yeah, to throw in. Uh, yeah, formation of the United Kingdom, real beginning of constitutional monarchy, uh, literary milestone, the King James Bible, mm-hmm. destruction of hegemony of Louis the uh, Louis the uh, Louis the mm-hmm. in France. I bet they call him Louise all the time. Louis the France. Uh, English settlement of America. Of course, yeah, yeah. Really picks up there. Uh, but other people saying Charles II, real laugh. Yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it? Yeah, Charles II. And uh, Celia said, easy, Christmas. So third place. I only had two left in my mind, Tudors or Plantagenet. I reckon Plantagenet have got it, so Tudors. So who's the other one? Well, Tudors is correct, with uh, 71 votes. We'll reveal to you who... Uh, <laughs> who am I missing? 16.28%. Uh, these people are really the way the rest of the world uh, know the history of the British royals. Though I couldn't vote for Henry VIII for the Rex Factor, I think Tudors as a dynasty deserve some recognition. Between Henry and Mary, the body count speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, seriously got to go with the Tudors Henry the uh, Henry the 7th's usurpation of the crown Henry the 8th's soap opera religious change the amazing Elizabeth and Shakespeare mm. uh, Caroline R the empress of the known loot world etc etc says best music best art best clothes I should know uh, <laughs> right jolly good I, we, we need a photo Henry the 8th need I say more quite a lot more because I think it's overrated Graham I know it's late <laughs> in the day to start this argument <laughs> Uh, and finally, how can I not vote for the Tudors? The drama, the romance, the cod pieces. Yeah. 
I mean, it was an exciting restless world, wasn't it? It was. Mm. monkeys. Second place. Yeah. Uh, a dynasty that you completely forgotten about. Yeah. One of our finalists is in this dynasty. Oh, Saxons. The Saxons. What, just, are, they, what are they doing up here? Just pipped uh, the Tudors. 75 votes. Uh, 17.2%. So um, hang on, does that mean our top three are the are top the three dynasties? Exactly, one of each. the same way. Very nice yeah, to be done. Yeah. Uh, best cognomens. Sorry. I say, uh, the names, the things that they're called. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, quite a few people like the Saxon names. Because it's a bit mm. different, isn't it? All these, like, Edwig and Edwig yeah. and Peaceable, yeah, etc. Yeah. Uh, they worked to unify the various kingdoms into one almighty country. Uh, they were terrifying times, but it created England. I had no idea who these guys were until I listened to Rex Factor. Great. I think it's quite yeah, nice. right, yeah. The Norman are French and destroyed the North. Mm-hmm. The Lionheart couldn't speak English and got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Richard III killed the princes in the Tower. James I is Scottish. Victoria is so grim. Windsor is now, so doesn't seem right at somehow. Vikings were invaders. Got to be the Saxons. So they're going through all the other dynasties and just by choosing minus points. Wonder what their minus point of the Saxons is. Uh, well, well, there's no minus point in the Saxons. That's why they were <laughs> Um, also, a few uh, perhaps predictable ones uh, because Edgar the Peace of All was robbed. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Sex yeah. with nuns. Very good point. And they also had Dunstan. Oh, there's the negative point. <laughs> I knew it was there somewhere. Good grief. Uh, and uh, also, I quite liked uh, one person said, after a little research, I found out my family goes back to Sven Forkbeard, or actually Gorm the Old one of his right. ancestors. Uh, I can swing an axe pretty well, but as far as I know recently, there are no forked beards or snake beards in the family, only scuffy, uh, scuffy ginger beards. My husband was eating blueberries last night and his lips turned blue. He smiled and said, look at me, I'm a Bluetooth. That's great. I know I should keep family loyalty, but I'm voting Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But Which, hang on a minute. Related to Sven Fork, but that was like a thousand years ago. Yeah, I suspect probably quite a lot of them. Oh, hey, <laughs> so... First place, uh, I think you might be able to finish this one. Um, Saxcovo? No, 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 not quite. In it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Plantagenet. It? It's yeah. the Plantagenet. 160 yeah. votes, 36.7%. So they're pretty much runaway winners. Mm-hmm. Way ahead of everybody else. A um, few comments, of course. They're tough call, but the Tudors get all the love just for being bickery. There's so many great stories with the Plantagenet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one person said, duh. Battleliness, scandal, and some kick-ass wives. Hard to beat that combo. Yeah, and a fair amount of subjectivity that doesn't really get mentioned during mm. the Plantagenet stuff. It's more later on, but they do do well there too. They do a lot of good stuff there. Uh, the Plantagenet dynasty was the longest dynasty. Yeah, had the highest of the highs, Henry the Second, Edward the First. Thank you. And the lowest of the lows, John, Henry the Third, Richard the Second. Mm. Also, I focus my master's thesis on John's reign, so there's that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another person which I think speaks quite nicely is that uh, it's not an easy choice, but when I picture the English monarchy, I think of a medieval king in chainmail with a sword held aloft. The Plantagenet period featured almost everything we think of as medieval Great Warrior Kings, Crusades in the Holy Land, Robin Hood, the ultimate scandal, Beckett getting killed, mm. an Angevin Empire where Britain were controlling the left of France, a <laughs> hundred years of war with France with some fighting against a French guy made of glass. Ali's beloved Edward in his castles in Wales. Yeah. Magna Carta, Black Death, William Wallace dying but not losing his freedom. A polar bear in the Thames, an elephant that had too much wine, Wars of the Roses, <laughs> a possibly gay Edward II, and more. Yeah, good good point. That's from Herman and uh, Christopherson. We should have just done um, Rex Hatcher like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the good of watching the entirety of uh, 
I don't know, Dexter or something by going last time on Dexter (laughs) and just watching that. And And finally one, which was quite an early one when it came through, so I was a bit suspicious as to who wrote it. It simply says, Edward the First! Honestly, (laughs) it wasn't me. But I wholeheartedly agree, as you can imagine. So, well done to the Plantagenets, the England's favourite dynasty. Officially, they're the best. And I think that was the the right vote. There are a lot of Plantagenets, to be fair, so it's quite uh, true. A lot of Saxons as well, but they get through them a little bit more swiftly. Yeah, they finish them off. They haven't got any teeth for a start. Well, exactly. Mm. Poor old Edred. So, that brings us on to the matter at hand. Namely, who will win Rex Factor? Mm -hmm. But we're going to prevaricate a little bit more, uh, because rather than give you the results and then read out the comments, we thought it'd make a little bit more sense dramatically to uh, start with the comments and then we'll finish with the results. So here are some of your wonderful comments. We had lots and lots of comments, 202 comments, in fact. Thank you very much. People left lots and lots of details. Thank you very much to everybody. Apologies uh, if we don't read yours out, but there are too many. Yeah, we're not reading 202, don't worry. (laughs) Don't skip forward and hear the results. This is part one of five of uh, the grand final results. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, Alfred the Great. Yeah. Quite a few pi- people picked up on him as a saviour of England. Though Gina Swift said, I doubted the country would be as it is today had Ed- uh, Alfred not succeeded at Eddington. Yeah, I mean, that, a lot of a lot of his um, points were for that, were they? That was his key moment. Dan says, without Alfred's efforts to drag back the Kingdom of Wessex from the brink of Viking annihilation, we'd not even be able to talk about any of the following monarchs because they probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. Which technically is factually true because, of course, they are descended from Alfred the Great. So. Yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah, exactly, all of them are. But, you know, they all did something that if they hadn't done something else. Crumbs, this was tough. Mm. Uh, Alfred the stubborn old goat didn't flee, uh, flee in fear of the Blood Eagle when he was trapped on Athelney and fought his way back to dominate southern England through an epic battle and some shrewd, if rather muddy, defensive structures. On balance, it's got to be Alfred. Sorry, Ali. <laughs> Uh, that's from Matt in Leicester and uh, MJ uh, Knoister or Knoister apologies for pronunciation there um, said that uh, if it weren't for Alfred we'd be reviewing Alfgear the Great Helgi the Second and Estrid the Virgin Queen instead it, uh, but I mean that does sound fun <laughs> it, it does sound quite good yeah. not, I wouldn't have persuaded you if you'd read that one no I think I've been quite good well, uh, others have picked up on him as being the founding father uh, no other king or queen of England can truly be said to have saved England itself. He also played a major role in creating the concept of England. Mm-hmm. Mr and Mr Rex Factor, Alfred is in so many ways at the alpha of your noble enterprise. I commend him to you wholeheartedly <laughs> as your overgo. I reckon a lot of people might be voting for Alfred because they didn't get Athelstan. Well, if, yeah, would he have uh, split the vote, Athelstan, mm-hmm. if he got to the final? That's from ADM. Thank you for your contribution. Uh, others picked up on the fact that Alfred did good deeds. Mm-hmm. So Tommy Herbert said it would have been so exciting to be a scholar or a priest or a soldier under Alfred's reign everything had fallen apart and he re-energised the country in a way that I don't see in Henry II's recovery from the anarchy you don't see? I suppose Alfred's is a bit more kind of from absolutely nothing and then he's doing so much personally yeah. whereas maybe Henry kind of stabilises and then he's off doing lots of other stuff but no, right. Henry yeah. does a pretty good job with that as yeah. well but Alfred does mm, a better job uh, in modern sports statistics, there's this idea of wins above replacement, i.e. how much better did things go with the athlete in question on the team than they would have gone with an average player instead. Right. Uniquely with Alfred, we actually get to know the answer to this, because all of the other English kings were deposed and put to hideous deaths while their kingdoms were ravaged. Mm-hmm. With Alfred, victory, reintroduction of learning and civilization, safety, resurrection of cities and commerce, and a navy. 
Yeah, the Navy is a funny little one that never really gets noticed. Mm. Mm. Uh, apart from by the Victorians. And us. And us, indeed. Uh, Alfred, the rather more than sufficient. Uh, he was out there on foot at, uh, with a sword, aloft, and he could read and write Latin, and he believed in educating and protecting his people. He was totally cool. He was totally cool. <laughs> Plus, I had a thing for David Hemmings in that 1969 film. Brackets, I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> Funny. Uh, Jeremy Simkiss said that sitting here in a warm house surfing the internet, I just can't comprehend the bravery and dedication of a man who, in a short life, lived at impossibly harsh times, was both a supreme warrior, a scholar, and a leader. He was handed a challenge that would crush most men, but overcame it and then exceeded in totally different fields. I'm in awe of the man. I don't feel I can understand how amazing he is. But is he more amazing than the other two? We, I mean, you know my feelings here. But well, yeah, I don't know. You're, you've been quite guarded on this matter. Mm. You know, you're, you're keeping well, the cards I, pretty close. I was trying not to uh, sway the public one way or the other, but, you know... Perhaps he wasn't my favourite of the three. You keep the cards close to your yeah. chest, but facing towards the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, David Nolan said that, uh, so Alfred had a top spin doctor and was obsessed by education, education, education. I can't think of that reminds me of. Yeah, and he's a bit wary. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, his were defence rather than... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You could definitely been. prove that there was a 45 second danger. <laughs> yeah, total annihilation by the Vikings. Uh, some have made comparisons to others. Uh, none of the others have cool nicknames. The Virgin Queen? What the devil is that? Hardly something to strike fear into the hearts of your enemies. Henry II didn't even have one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alfred the Great, it is. Yeah, I mean, he is helped by that, isn't it? Imagine if he was just called... Uh, Alfred, Alfred the Sufficient. Alfred the First. Right? <laughs> yeah. if, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't get quite the recognition. My rule is a hero is only as good as his enemy. For example, Batman is awesome because the Joker is the great bad guy. <laughs> That's good. This is good theory. Therefore, let's review the main enemies of our final three. Elizabeth first versus Sugar stroke tooth decay. Oh, what, what about the, um, <laughs> the span- his, her brother-in-law? <laughs> Henry II versus his own kids. Pri- I mean, lethal. Think of a uh, lion that has to defend his territory and a- carry on. Or Alfred the Great versus the freaking Vikings <laughs> for domination over all of England. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I like I'd like the theory, and I want to um, <laughs> expand that into other areas. But uh, that's B. Hasty from Kansas. Uh, a few people picked up on him as uh, Alfred the Cake Maker mm. and the first celebrity chef. Mm. Um, one person pointed out, of course, uh, Royal Britannia is from an opera originally, uh, The Mask to Alfred the Great. Is it really? It is indeed. Who needs Hollywood when you can have classical opera? Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Lizzie one. Uh, yeah, well, she did have Shakespeare. She, well, and Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, that's Mike Clayton from Guernsey. Uh, one person finally said, uh, I was torn between Alfred and Henry, but I was swayed to vote for Alfred just to annoy Ali. Thank you. It's one of the reasons I didn't vote for Edward the First. What's unbearable? What are these people like? Also, because I'm a proud Scotsman. Well, so maybe that maybe you were irking every time you mentioned Edward. It was yeah, a thought, dagger in the heart. Mm. That's the Scottish vote. Uh, there were some comments against Alfred, though. You might like right. to hear those. It's just a bit too long ago. Hard to get too excited about mud huts and hiding in marshes. Quite right. I just can't picture Alfred holding a sword aloft over a pile of his dead enemies. He preferred to be reading a book or brushing up on his baking skills. Mm-hmm. Brackets, I never say that to his face. <laughs> and another person said, Alfred, like Cromwell before him, well, after him really, must be eliminated for not being King of England. 
In Cromwell's case, the important word was king, but for Alfred it is England. If we're reviewing and ranking all of the kings and queens of England, and England only coalesced into England under Athelstan, then Alfred doesn't qualify. Graham, this is a very good point. And We're going to have, have to go all the way back to the beginning and do it again. It's been so under might, false pretenses. Who might have to disqualify him? I would argue that uh, he was king of England. It was just smaller at the time. Right. So, you know, he was king over what he was king of at the time was England, and he set it all up to be England. Athelstan is the one that sort of unifies that which we now identify as England. But okay. that's with the benefit of hindsight. Borders shift. You know, Stephen lost quite a bit of the north to Scotland, quite a bit of Wales, well, the uh, west to but Wales. Did, so we don't say that Stephen wasn't king of England because he didn't have the whole borders. Within but the did England exist as an idea, or was it just Wessex? Well, I think Alfred effectively creates the idea of England. Okay. Right. So, well, OK, fair enough. Alfred Sands is the first king of all England, but mm. come on, Alfred still counts. Okay, well, I mean, if he wins, that, <laughs> that's my card. <laughs> that's the Stuart's inquiry. Henry yeah. II. Yeah. Now, uh, quite a few people have picked us up on suggesting that um, Elizabeth I is the only one that's really had all the Hollywood treatment. Mm. And we got an awful lot of comments about Peter O'Toole, uh, who starred as uh, Henry II in The Lion in Winter and Beckett. Well, that's a, a smashing reference for the over 60s then but I mean since then I think <laughs> well, you might be rather thin on the that's ground the thing, there hasn't really been anything since then however quite a few people this has certainly influenced them Beckett was actually on um, during the voting show oh was it yeah um, oh, it's, like, it's like the Scots putting Braveheart on before the, <laughs> yeah. the, the independence vote I don't know why you've persisted to suggest that no one knows who Henry II is go watch The Line in Winter a fantastic movie that won three Academy Awards in what year was this uh, well, they were both in the 60s. Right. Line and Winter was later. Uh, Elizabeth isn't the only Hollywood monarch. Have you forgotten the films Beckett and The Line in Winter? Both Great starring story. the late, great Peter O'Toole as Henry II. My bias for Henry II is down to Peter O'Toole in two amazing films. He's the reason Henry II hasn't had the HBO treatment. All the great films have already been made. Who can top Peter O'Toole? Mm, I mean, I don't know I'm not, I don't think anyone's seen it <laughs> that's the same thing we have talked about it before I th- really? I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the semi-final results episode okay. if I didn't then I cut it out so we definitely mentioned it no because the line in winter as uh, Joe the Cobb points out was pretty impressive to have a movie with so many stars you've got Peter O'Toole as Henry II mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn as Eleanor of Aquitaine this really is going back some isn't it uh, Anthony Hopkins in his first film role as Richard the Lionheart oh smashing out a Rex fact lovely and, as uh, Richard the Lionheart yeah, yeah of course and uh, a young Timothy Dalton as the King of France. No, get out, shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. Timothy Dalton, he must have been out of three. <laughs> I mean, a really young King of France, right? Uh, well, he does look massively different, to be honest. Maybe he's he was James Bond in 1984, was his first one, 85? Well, I guess if he was, you know, 20 something and this. Yeah, and 40 something. Yeah, mm, be a bit okay. right. yeah. But so a lot of people. Uh, Clearly, yeah. quite pretty influenced by uh, Old Blue Eyes himself, Henry mm. Peter O'Toole. Uh, and also of an influence was Eleanor of Aquitaine. Yeah, she's very good. He definitely helped. Uh, she definitely helped. <laughs> uh, tough choice between uh, QE1 and Henry II, but in the end, with all the factors considered, it was the creation of the Plantagenet dynasty that swayed me. Well, that and I'm a huge fan of Eleanor of Aquitaine. Yeah, me too. Or rather, Helenor, as you so happily described mm. it. Mm. Uh, very hard choice, says Kirsty G. I finally voted for Henry as he's underappreciated and generally unknown if you get past the murder of Thomas Beckett. Plus his wife is a hero of mine as well. Yeah. 
For those who haven't seen Lion and Winter and Beckett, there mm-hmm. were quite a few people who hadn't heard of him before. Mm-hmm. So Zach Atkins said, very underrated king. I think he deserves some more recognition for his many achievements. Uh, Kristen said, although all three are deserving, Alfred is already the great, and Elizabeth is already iconic. Henry II deserves the title and needs the Rex Factor PR. Yeah, I am going around. I'm in, I know where my vote would have li- lay, though I didn't Lane. vote. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> um, so and although I am coming around to Henry II, the more I re- keep going over this in my mind. You're just going with whatever the last third. No, well, I except when I'm talking about Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, uh, Steve said, if you'd asked me before Rex Factor started, Henry II would not have been on my shortlist. However, I think he best rexed it for the duration of his reign, for every waking hour, full-on scandal, quality battliness, and decent subjectivity. Yeah, I mean, there is no denying that. Henry II fully smashed that reign. Quite a few people have picked up on him as this great all-rounder, the top seed, uh, ticking all the boxes. Uh, Katie Micklethwaite says, As a loyal Rex fan since you were covering the Tudors, I've gone back and forth in myself countless times over the past few years. And indeed, it is, it's almost four years to the day since we did backgroundy stuff. Really? Yeah, very nearly. Um, about whether I thought Henry II or Alfred deserved to win. Okay. In the end, after deliberating for longer than I've ever spent thinking about who to vote for in a general election, <laughs> I think that to pick the Rex of Rexes, we have to go in the end back to the criteria Ali and Graham established right at the start. battliness, scandal, subjectivity, dynasty and longevity. 35 years in power, impressive reforms, end to the case of the anarchy, a large, notoriously dysfunctional family and our longest reigning dynasty. Um, not least some of the best scandals since Edgar the Peaceable invited a nun back to his place for coffee. Mm. Henry has all his bases covered and more besides. Well done, Henry. Or as you probably would have said, Trebian. Yeah. Um, he re- and I'd say the best scandal uh, with Henry VIII. I mean, it really is it's superb. Well, as one of the comments said that as good as Henry VIII, he smashes Henry VIII. Mm. Uh, Christopher New Hampshire said, Ali said it perfectly. Quite well, yeah, I'm, I can't remember what I said, but yes, I agree. Quote, he's the best in all of them. End quote. In all of them? Factors. Oh, yes. Uh, how can you argue with that? It takes quite a man, nay, legend, to come from relative obscurity and become the top seed. Mm. Mm. Uh, for me, the choice is easy. Henry II, extraordinary reign in every respect. It almost seems that Henry was thinking that someday he might be on Rex Factor and getting great scores in every category. Yeah, he's Henry the Rex. Yeah. Subjectivity? Okay, how about adding Trial Bargiri for some extra points? Scandal? That Thomas Beckett incident should be massive points, but let's throw in a few bed romantics just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Chris from uh, California. I do think, though, that maybe Henry is... I mean, this, what else do you base it on? But his incredible top score really helped. Alfred's name <laughs> helped. Maybe that's why I'm liking Elizabeth. I'm a, the underdog. I'm <laughs> the underdog, yeah. Who is the underdog? I need to decide, oh, so yeah, I don't want to leave one. Sub- subconsciously, I'm sure. He seemed like a genuinely cool person. Grief over John's treachery, mercy for his other son, humility over Beckett's death, intelligence and in governing the country, great sense of humour and amusing personal foibles. He's like that friend we all have who's successful at everything and amazing person to boot. The one you'd be jealous of if they weren't so damn charming and pleasant. Mm. Then mm. again, maybe I'm just thinking of Peter O'Toole. I've got to watch this. I should have voted as well, actually. That's what I was going to say earlier. I completely forgot that I could have... I could quite easily pass my own vote. You could have done. Didn't really do that. Because you were too honest and uh, upright. No, I just... Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter from Sydney says, As well as getting the high score of anyone, he is also a vibrant and brilliant figure who seems to come to life. His very mortal failings of family and anger add a bit more to his personality too. In the end, Henry is a man. I think it's good that a lesser-known king should win the Rex Factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all good reasons. And the fact that he's 
Top school. Top school yeah. Also, I was reading a little thing, uh, a John Guy book about uh, Thomas Beckett, which I hadn't read when we did Henry II, but apparently Henry was another one that used to um, have his little curses, a bit like William Rufus. His curses? So like William Rufus would say, by the holy face of God. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henry II, apparently, a lot of the time he'd say, oh, by God's eyes. Well, that's a nice one. But he sometimes would also say, by God's eyes and testicles. Even better. Well done. I'm liking it even so more. I thought if only we'd had that, oh, one, right, yeah. that one straight, straight in. in. There's yeah. no point for the vote. Yeah. Uh, quite a few people picked up on potential nicknames for him. Uh, David in uh, Columbus, Ohio said uh, Castle Breaker. Mm, Sounds one. like a, something straight out of Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, other people picked up on Turbo. Tur- why? Which is what you said originally for it in terms of him and Scandal. It was mm. like he was on Turbo throughout the rain. Yeah. It actually works quite well for pretty much everything that he did. He was Henry the Henry the Turbo, yeah. Give yeah. him a computer game, and as soon as he gets that boost, doesn't matter if he's right on a corner, he's turning yeah, on he the Turbo. Yeah, smashes it, yeah. Uh, no one else competes for impact, excitement, and bashing the French. Henry was the Wayne Rooney of his era. Hot temper, red hair, swift advances into enemy territory. Just <laughs> paid a little bit less. <laughs> From Paul Alexander. I, but, I mean, I wonder what his relative earnings were. Well, I mean, to be fair, he would have had a pretty decent amount. Yeah. Um, and his legacy, of course. Uh, mostly as an American attorney, I have to vote for Henry because of his role in establishing and institutionalising the English common law. Mm. Key foundation of human socio-economic progress ever since. Uh, the English people never benefited more from the unique personality of their sovereign. Plus you have Eleanor, Beckett, Adrian IV, the only English pope. Was that Henry's doing reign. Ah. He was the one, I think, that said it's fine to go and invade Ireland. <laughs> Oh, right. So there there, there lies the trouble, <laughs> yeah. literally. Uh, Richard and John for children, perhaps the most colourful chapter of court politics in history. It's Cliff from Half Moon Bay in California. Uh, Ellie said, got to be Henry II. I listened twice, just to make sure. Plantagenet's such a significant dynasty, and you can't hold it against him that he didn't have a major battle. He didn't need one. Yeah, that is his only drawback, isn't mm. it, actually? Yeah. Half Moon Bay sounds beautiful. It does, and in California, probably is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Henry comes down to us as a great king 800 years later, unmolested by historians looking for degrees. His legal code was the foundation for that of half the modern world. He put his opponents down with ease. He never had a big battle because he was way ahead of the opposition. Mm-hmm. His scandal is second to none and his fertility legendary. <laughs> and let's face it, Thomas Beckett was a bit of a numpty and his death was an awesome <laughs> career move. It, it really resonated down the ages. Yeah. A few comments against Henry. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't get over Henry II's non-Britishness. What do you mean? Oh, I see, yeah. He didn't really speak English yeah. and all this other. Uh, the grand finale winner has to just be a son or daughter of the British Isles. Uh, that's Monica from America. <laughs> Henry, for all his personality and force, and even the good policies, is, when up against Elizabeth, really just a fast-travelling husband of Eleanor the Power Horse. Powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cut his it. head off <laughs> and father to one horribly overrated crusading king and the nutjob John mm. and Simon Dickens said I would have given it to Henry but he was ultimately forced out by his own son if he'd been the ultimate king that wouldn't have happened I just think he passed on his ultimate ultimateness mm. and finally mm. Elizabeth I okay uh, now we didn't and I think quite right that we didn't do this we didn't put too much store on the fact that she was a woman yeah Quite right. We just focused yeah. on the things well, that she yeah. did, rather. But it is an important point that quite a lot of people make about the fact that she achieved what she did, being as a woman. Uh, so Gossamitz on Twitter said, For all she did and how long she did it, and all the while being a woman in a time when women were merely property is simply amazing. Elizabeth surmounted amazing odds to lead an age with no king or consort behind her. 
She kicked ass in an age when women were mostly forced to the sidelines, and she would still kick ass now. Uh, I have to give Lizzie the vote, being a single woman fighting against all the testosterone. It, yeah, it must have been really hard. Or they were just so frightened of her father. Well, yeah, and she was very much her father's daughter. Yeah, she did have that a bit of that they streak. Wouldn't know what she'd do, yeah. Running through with her. Uh, Jill in Michigan says her intelligence, her love of the arts, her passion for England and its people, her bravery in the long, frightful years to gain the throne and continuing through the decades fighting to keep it, all while being, quote, just a woman, and a defiantly single one at that. These just raise her up to me as the Rexist of the Rex Factor finalists. With all due respect to Alfred and Henry, fine rulers indeed, I have to go with girl power. Yeah, totally. It is, it is really impressive, and not to stoke the, uh, uh, the sort of chauvinist street that does run through the history of our monarchy uh-huh. imagine if she was a, a man at the time with her with the tudor background mm. her fiery temperament <laughs> and you wouldn't have had people just sort of saying well yes but it's not really for a, what a woman should do going into battle she'd have been there she was, she was held back because she was a woman and still mm. awesome deborah and camden said that you'll have to rename it the regina factor i'm not sure that'll get past the census indeed and uh, this one comment said, uh, here's what I'd like to say to Henry VIII. <laughs> okay. You caused chaos throughout your kingdom and killed dozens, I think you could have said hundreds if not tens of thousands, yeah. of innocent people in your monomaniacal quest for a son. Well, guess what? Your daughter, not a son, is Rex Factor champion. Boom! Take that, fat tyrant, man. That's great letter. Yeah. Dear Henry. I wouldn't want to yeah, stick around for the reaction then. No, no. I think it'd just pop and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> Uh, the Golden Age, of course. Mm. A lot of people picked up on that. Elizabeth was the ideal monarch for the Renaissance and early modern eras. This was the time period that saw England set the foundations for its future dominance in Europe and across the globe. Her restrained leadership and ability to steer a middle path while surrounded by powerful enemies and religious strife were rare and vital gifts. Cultural flourishings that occurred under her reign still provide the bedrock of the English language's literary and poetic traditions. Elizabeth was that most important of national gifts a reasonable leader during an unreasonable time. Mm. Derek in South Dakota. Uh, Peter Nordenstrom, uh, Nordenstrom in Sweden. I voted Elizabeth mainly due to the cultural gainings that were won during her reign, her international prestige, and due to the fact that she is known in Sweden to have snubbed John III of Sweden when he proposed to her. I bet she snubbed loads of men. I'm in the terrible, of course. Uh, after the turbulent reign of her sister, Elizabeth I became the first woman to have a successful reign in England, truly considered the good of her people, established moderate religious policies and poor laws for the needy. Uh, she resisted more conservative forces within the country by supporting the arts, literature and science. So the Puritans didn't like theatre and mm. all that sort of stuff. William Shakespeare, Christopher Marlowe and John Dee, among others, were able to make a name for themselves during Elizabeth's reign. Uh, exploration and trade made England much more wealthy and secure from its neighbours. First American, American colony established and chartered the East India Company. Elizabeth didn't just change England, she changed the world. Yeah, totally. I mean, think of, think of that as establishing a European influence in North America mm. and how, how world-changing and all-powerful America is at the moment mm. with European influence. And India... Yeah. Good grief. I mean, I know Indians discovered India, but <laughs> the, the effect of the British Empire on India is, is incredible. And the East India Company that mm, yeah. does so much of it. And also, so there is a way in the play, you could see a kind of before and after in terms of English history of Elizabeth. I mean, partly Henry VIII is very much that figure, but also, you know, it, that is the point at which we go from being uh, the, the uh, island isolated to then yeah. world power. Yes, yeah. Uh, a lot of people have picked up on Elizabeth uh, for her sort of iconic status. 
Uh, so Joe says, a style, or, uh, a style icon, awesome company, and all the golden age. No question, it's got to be Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Magda said, I vote for Elizabeth because I feel like she's in some way the personification of the British monarchy. I kind of feel that as well. Maybe because I'm, I'm, uh, I've always uh, had a monarch who's a woman anyway. Mm. It's called Elizabeth. It's called Elizabeth. <laughs> it sort of feels right. Mm. It's just sort of, you know, all very nice and secure. Yeah. Uh, Joe, currently teaching out in Kyrgyzstan, uh, says that all the kids recognise Elizabeth I and know her story. Obvious choice for the winner. In Kyrgyzstan? Hmm. Really? Apparently. Wow. Uh, See? See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her reign is an indelible image to this day. Close your eyes. Don't you see the red hair, the high forehead, the rough jewels and sumptuous costumes? Yeah. I do. Well, actually, no, to be honest, I see uh, Blackadder. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Queenie. I was sure you were going to say castles then. <laughs> Shut my eyes, I just see harder. <laughs> uh, she's still adored and admired by people today, including fellow listener Sandy Sunwa, who would never forgive me if I voted for anyone else. What? Uh, That's Douglas. Okay. Sandy, in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, Keith says, no contest, both symbol and reality, she held all factions together and propelled the nation into its future, the one in which we still live. She knew her strengths and weaknesses and played the chessboard better than any other sovereign did or could. Her Regina factor makes the mere Rexes look like page boys carrying her train. Yeah. Uh, Aaron in Georgia, USA, says that an unmatched icon not only of her time, but of all time. Sounds like a Rex to winner to me. Finally, there is only one choice here for me. Elizabeth has become a legend, an icon of what England's monarchy is all about, and that's the Rex factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Some dissenting voices. Don't agree. Tom. Tom, you're banned. I just can't warm to Elizabeth. She failed to do the one thing at the end of her reign that she needed to do by not naming successor, and she ended the Tudor line. Yeah, I mean, she didn't play her dynasty card well. She didn't. Let's let's put that out there. Yeah. But she's still in the top three, even though she she scored zero on that. Yeah. Which is impressive. Uh, how Elizabeth got to the final, I don't know. If Rex Factor was given to a someone who was essentially a good after-dinner speaker and had the luck of the weather, then it could go to <laughs> Barry Cryer or Ian McCaskill. It's <laughs> from Nick. Uh, for um, international listeners, or indeed people under probably the age of, well, about our age, uh, Ian McCaskill was a weatherman on the BBC. Yeah, just put either of those people onto YouTube, you'll see it. Yeah. Uh, good reference, though. I've not heard Ian McCaskill mentioned for a very long time. Uh, horrified by uh, Ali's pro-Elizabeth stance I can't believe anyone picked up on it thought we would be past all that with Edward the squaredy cat out of the right. running I mean clearly this person's priorities are all over the place the thing about Elizabeth is that we all love her subjectivity but you really can't count it there was a long list of things that happened around her all the poets, playwrights and musicians did their stuff because they could not because Elizabeth asked for it she didn't suppress it, though. No, but Jeremy Hoffman in Wisconsin says, Sorry, Elizabeth, but even Shakespeare wrote half of his best plays after your death. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> Live longer. But so poor old James I doesn't get the credit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, final one, which I quite liked. <laughs> Despite my class choosing Elizabeth, I think I have to vote for Henry. He's just got a bit of everything. Elizabeth made the fatal error of not ensuring the Tudor dynasty continued. But year four likes her, mostly her portraits and symbolism. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, and I like this because I think this teacher has throughout singularly failed to convince her to vote <laughs> for who she wanted them to That's vote good, for. though. She's taught them to question her. Exactly. Uh, They've yeah. got their own minds. Yeah, very good. Well done. I like that teacher. So, there's nothing else. There's no, no, I mean, 
do the honours, Graham. You've um, you've done a bit of work, yeah. In my hands is the result of the Rex Factor final. Now you know this, and it's all right. For I, you to know I this. do know this. So there isn't any uh, 20th century dictator marking on the back. Um, just, just you've got to do it, Graham. Come on, put us out of our misery. How are you feeling? Do you think you know what the result is going to be? Um, I fear it's Alfred. <laughs> I think I know it's Henry, uh-huh. and I want it to be Victoria. <laughs> Where did that come Whoa. from? <laughs> I want it to be... I definitely don't want it to be Victoria. Wow. Wow. Whew. Very Freudian moment there. So, mm-hmm. we had 587 votes. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very you much to everybody who voted. That's the most votes that we got for any of the mm. uh, things, which yeah, is very, very good. good. That's what we would have wanted. Yeah. Very happy with that. That's what Elizabeth would have wanted to secure her victory. And Victoria. Victoria, not so much. So, I can now reveal that the winner of Rex Factor, the champion of champions, is... Oh, like Chris Tarrant. <laughs> Henry II. Way! Well done. Well done. Well done, I Henry. mean, it was well played, wasn't it? You he could... was the top seed... He yeah. got all those boxes ticked. If he was submitting his his proposal to be Rex Factor winner, you'd have to go. He, he, he couldn't have done any better. He'd, he'd have come into the room, thrown it down, yeah, put his feet up onto the desk, finished the Rubik's cube like Will Smith does, and then thrown it in their face and walked off to go and conquer somewhere with a woman on his back. Yeah. Whereas Elizabeth would have said, I "Forgot the dynasty paper." But <laughs> the rest is very good. Really superb. And Alfred said, "I didn't want to complete the scandal section." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all redacted. <laughs> <laughs> so, very well done to Henry the 2nd. Yeah. Now, I could say it was very close between Elizabeth and Alfred for second place. Right. Alfred the Great received 146 votes. What's that percentage? I'll tell you in a minute, okay. otherwise you'll work it out. Okay. Elizabeth I received 147 votes. I forgot the first figure. 146. <laughs> really? That? So Elizabeth beat Alfred in second place by one vote. Oh, good. Very, I mean, that's very fine. Close. I've heard it was that way around. That's fine. So Alfred was yeah. third, uh, 146 votes, 24.87 percent, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, which I think is the best third place that we've had in yeah. any of these. Elizabeth was second with 147 votes, just one more vote than Alfred, 25.04 percent. But the runaway winner with 294 votes, 50.09 percent. Henry the Second. It's pretty conclusive, isn't it? That is that pretty is, conclusive. Uh, in any voting system, that's a yeah. Um And did it go the way of dynasty? No, it didn't quite. We've Not got, quite. Yeah. So Plantagenet's first, Henry the Second first, but then Tudor and Saxon. But then they were very close, weren't they? There was only four votes between the dynasties and only one vote between the monarchs. So mm, there we go. people Fine. can't quite yeah. decide. But what we do know is that Henry the Second has been crowned the Rex Factor champion. Amazing. And also, what we do know is that Saxons are a lot more popular than we gave them credit for. Well, I think maybe that's because of us. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything, Graham, but... <laughs> Yeah. Particularly given your efforts to depopularise <laughs> yeah, their and, leading exponents. And our efforts, not efforts, the way it worked out that Athelstan didn't get through or get it. Yeah. Or he got it, didn't he? Well, he got the rest. But Edgar the Peaceable didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really, we really didn't do them any, any justice other than putting them out there. Exactly, mm. so they've done very well. So Henry II has won Rex Factor, and yeah. that 
is the end of that journey. That's it. So I'm off. You're off, and that's the last time Ali and I will ever speak to each other again. What, I've had fun? Go I mean, I don't want to leave it like that. But or is there going to be more? That's a big question, isn't it? Well, there is going to be more. We can reveal that we will be doing uh, another series. Yay! And uh, with a few things we thought about we could do, a lot yeah. of people have suggested various things. And a lot of things, I think, were... They were sort of perhaps working the wrong way around, coming up with a great title mm. and then working back from that. Yeah. I mean, Pope Idol was yeah. suggested very early on, and that is a fantastic name. Quite a lot of work. A lot of popes, yes. it's got to be said. Though, I mean, what scandal? What we've decided to go for next, however, is to review all of the kings and queens of Scotland from Kenneth McAlpine to James VI. Kenneth McAlpine. He's the first one. Kenneth is going to be our first I'm king. It's called Kenneth. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, McAlpine. <laughs> well, it's not a funny name. I don't know why it is. Oh, good, good. Oh. <laughs> the reason we thought we'd like to do that is because it's a bit different in that it's not just doing the history of England again, which no. it would have been if we'd done the Queen Consorts. Yeah. Um, which I think we would like to do at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But with the, not the next one. Mm. Uh, but it's still Kings and Queens. Mm-hmm. Same format. Mm-hmm. Are and there any Queens? It's a connected one. Yeah. Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. Quite. Have you got one on the King's Queens of England that I could branch up on? Uh, Maybe we'll do that one next, after this one. Um, But so, we will be returning and we will be doing the Kings and Queens of Scotland. But a few specials, maybe, peppered around. We might do some special episodes. And also what we thought would be nice to do is that if anyone's got any questions that they've always wanted to ask us, whether Mm. it be about... Uh, Ali and I, whether it be about any of the monarchs that we've reviewed, uh, any other historical characters we've encountered along the way. Where I get my clothes. Where I get your clothes from. <laughs> any of those sorts of questions, the making of Rex Factor, issues you want to bring up. Social media stuff. Social media yeah. stuff, all of that. Uh, we'll, go, we'll do a Any Questions special podcast. Any questions? Reasonable questions. Keep it reasonable. Uh, So if you want to send in your questions to us, uh, email them, rexfactorpodcast at hotmail.com. Facebook, uh, on Twitter, at rexfactorpod. So yeah, so send in any questions you've got, send those in, and then we'll have a look through those and we'll get an answer back. And then Mm. that will hopefully bide a bit of time before we come back to do the Kings and Queens of Scotland. Yeah, but we're going to carry on um, Facebooking and tweeting and... Answering emails, answering emails and using the time maybe to get a proper website going and generally do some work there. Yeah, do some work. So, um, and obviously as well, let us know what you think about the result. Were you heartbroken? Were you delighted? Mm. In theory, 50% of you should have been thrilled and there was somebody who was 0.09% pretty pleased but not quite mm. sure. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it? Well, I mean, thank you very much. Four years. Wow. But we're, but, yeah, there's more. Stay stay with us. Exactly. Stay, stay with us. We'll still stay. be tweeting. We'll still be Facebooking. We'll be answering your questions and mm. then after a little bit of a break uh, for the summer and sorting stuff out, I guess probably after the Scottish referendum. Yeah, well, that's a good time, isn't it? This oh, is good we're, time, we're yeah. so zeitgeist. On the money. See, like so that was meant to be Scottish, so I'm going to have to really refrain from doing Scottish. That's all <laughs> I, th- I think you'll probably naturally be able to refrain it, even if you're trying to... <laughs> yeah, to it. it'll just sound like I'm happy I've had a little fall or something. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much um, for listening, for watching, mm. for voting, and mm. for the four years of listening and voting and sending in messages it's been a lot of fun and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again thank you very much bye bye cheerio